0: Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, let's support some of our local family owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. Simon says farms.com. That's S Y M A N says farms.com. Hey guys, Coach Jay. I'm here once again with Shruti Sadana And today we're talking about social media the good, the bad, the ugly, pros, cons, and everything about it. And I know personally, I see some great aspects of it. And then I also see Some things that in some cases could be negative, but also some things that can just stir up some emotional or psychological feelings by what you see. And Trudy, what's your take on social media as a whole?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with what you just said. I do feel like there's a lot of positive aspects and I do feel like there are aspects where you feel the need to compare yourself. So I would say that's probably more of the, it can be seen as the negative aspect, In a lot of ways, because we constantly feel like we have to maybe look a certain way or be a certain way or be more successful with all these influencers. So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of pros and cons.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll go with the positives. Uh, This podcast in the form that it's in now, because both of us have had it in our minds that, oh, a podcast would be fun in the form that it's in now would not have happened without social media. We made our connection through Snapchat with, we just happened to have a common friend on there and Snapchat for some reason thought we should connect with each other and and here we are. So, I mean, there's a positive. Uh, I have a cousin. um, She's actually, I don't know which way it goes, that second cousin, third cousin, once removed, whatever. Her mother and my father are first cousins and she lives out in Ohio. And had it not been for going back to the AOL days and social media, we probably would not have. The relationship we have now. I and mean, we talk, I'd say we talk on the phone probably once a month, um, but contact through social media and texting. And, and not that texting is really considered social media, but it's, it's that instant communication that I didn't have growing up. I and mean, the communication I had was wired to a wall, and you were stuck in one room with the entire family listening. And we have that connection and that relationship because of the convenience of social media. So, I mean, those are the positives and I've met some great friends and friendships and can be in person. Friendships can be online. And I've met some people that I'm very much emotionally connected to that I've met through social media, whether it's by random chance, whether it be in a group of common interest. I mean, I met my wife on AOL and we, I did a search for photography, Connecticut, her name came up and Connection was she's Portuguese. She moved here from Portugal. My grandparents, uh, my grandfather, especially was very well known in the Portuguese community. I mean, president of the community radio station, the Portuguese American Club, her great uncle, and, and I knew my grandfather extremely well. Her parents, So there's the connection. Again, another positive that comes out of it. On the negative side, and you mentioned the comparing with like the influencers. And I think you see that more on like an Instagram side than you do on a Facebook side. But I think you also see the the exclusion side where now everyone posts the picnic that they're having and you're thinking, hmm, I wasn't invited to that picnic. And you see this event that, I mean, the family went out to the amusement park and hmm, why weren't these cousins invited to go to the amusement park? And you'll see stuff like that that could have I don't want to say psychological damage, but why didn't they include us? Why wasn't I included and stuff like that that can hit you
1: a little bit of FOMO.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I have to say 100%. The first part you said, like where you, you met your wife online and you connected with certain people online. I met one of my best friends um, who is one of my best friends now when I was 12 on aim chat. And she lives like in the Midwest and we didn't meet for years. And then we met up in LA and it was like, we knew each other forever. As in, I felt like I knew this girl. And every time I go out there now, I see her and we still keep in touch. We still work together on zoom. So uh, for, for me, that was a blessing. I never thought that I would, you know, become best friends with like a pen pal and aim chat. So in that way, it's positive. And especially in the industry that I'm in personally, you know, the social media helps a lot. You can promote your stuff and you can also connect with other people in the industry. Like now some sometimes they have their emails listed or you can DM them and they actually respond. I had one actress who I really wanted to work with and I'd reached out to her agent and they were like, oh, she hasn't looked at the script yet or we haven't heard back from her yet. And I had met her once before on a red carpet when I interviewed her. And I also talked to her on the phone before for another interview. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to DM her and see if she responds. So I DM'd her and she did respond and she she's like, what's your number? I'm going to call you. And then from there, we talked on the phone and she actually ended up coming on to the project. And I thought, well, had I not directly reached out to her, I probably wouldn't have gotten her to come here. So in that way, I feel like it's very positive. It has a lot of opportunities too. And on the negative side, like you said, yeah, there's a lot of fear of missing out. Like I'll see a friend's photo and I'm like, how come I wasn't invited? And then I think think a lot of people feel that way though. I I don't think it's just, I think a lot. Yeah, everybody feels that way at some point, whether they admit it or not.
0: Right. I remember I was just talking to my wife about it. Um, I remember my father doing a, a picnic at the house. We had the pool and uh, he'd have all the people from his office come and do this big summer picnic. And he'd have me make a flyer on the computer. And I, I was in my teens, um, maybe early twenties at the time. And he's like, don't put annual picnic on there. Cause if you put annual, then people are wondering why they weren't invited last year. And then they're going to wait for the invitation next year, and I might not want them back. So don't put annual on there. And and I mean, I can see stuff like that, where you're almost obligated if you you see stuff. Um, And I've mentioned, I do many different things where I have my friends that are athletes. I have my friends that are musicians. A lot of times getting together with one group, the other ones don't quite fit in. And so there's going to be times when you're not invited to everything. And there's going to be times when you don't invite everyone to something, um, but there are times when when you have other people that are, are calling you out at times um, directly, yet the invitation doesn't come the other way. So, I mean, and that's, that's the, the tough side of social media and on that personal level. And then, like you said, the, the comparison thing, um, the influencers and, and looking at a lot of those uh, people. And if you are comparing yourself to an influencer, uh, the big thing with that is they're only posting the positives. Like I had a friend that I did multiple photo shoots with her and someone commented that, hey, you never take a bad photo. She said, I take plenty of bad photos. I just don't post them online. And and that's the case. For the most part, everyone posts the positive. You will get the sob story people that are looking for the attention. But for the most part, I'd say 90% of the personal content out there is always positive. It's the best photo of them. It's the it's the fun thing they did. It's the exciting thing they did, not the 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 awkward photo or the the dumb thing they did where they got in trouble or anything like that. Um, I mean, I know I've po- mentioned it on the show and I've posted it in about the ups and downs of my relationship. When everyone's mentioning, oh, thanks for a great fifteen years, you're my rock. I mean, everything's perfect. And I mentioned the roller coaster ride and try to be, especially from a coaching standpoint. If you can't show that as a coach, you can have ups and downs and, and negative sides and stuff like that. How can you help someone else through that? I mean, we're all human and not everything is perfect.
1: Totally. I actually really appreciate when people post a sob story once in a while. I'm not saying like every day, but when they show maybe they're not wearing makeup or they just cried and they take a photo, I'm like, okay, this feels relatable. You know, everyone's always posting the positive, like you said, which is, fantastic. But I like when people show a little bit of vulnerability on social media, because I feel like that's how human beings connect when we want to connect with each other. That's the biggest thing we want to do, right? Like, why are we on social media? It's all about connecting. And there is that interaction that's missing where it's like, uh, it's technology, right? So right now I can see when we're still connecting, but it would be different if we were in person together. So seeing someone being vulnerable on social media or sharing like a story about maybe they just feel like crap or they feel like they, maybe they feel something happened in their day, which they want to share and you wouldn't expect it because you see something so positive on their social media all the time. That's going to make people actually, that's going to make people trust you more too, because they're like, Oh, she's human or he's human. Wow. People don't do that often. So I think that negative story could actually be a positive.
0: Right. I think the, the, you mentioned the technology and like, obviously if we're talking in person, it's different than talking online. At least this is still interactive where we're recording this over zoom. We can at least see the emotion and facial expressions and stuff like that. I think in the written form, it's tough. Even when you're texting someone, emailing someone or putting a post in words, it's gonna be taken in and received in the mood of the receiver, not necessarily the mood of the person that wrote it. Like I I shared a post recently, which I truly feel that everyone makes time for what's important to them. Whether that's making time for other people in their lives to get together, whether that's making time to, you know what, I've always wanted to learn guitar. I'm gonna make sure I fit in guitar lessons or hit the gym or whatever the case may be. If it's important to you, you make time. And that's my feeling. And I posted something on that. And I had a couple friends that I've known for years that commented on it. And one posted how he agrees and fully yet still silence. And I'm thinking, well, okay. So now is that a dig? I mean, cause I haven't exactly gotten an invitation from you and another friend who I kind of put a little space between us and this person contacted me to reconnect. And they commented, yeah, it's just a case of practicing what you preach. Yet at the same time, I've invited this person to get together many times, yet they've declined. So why are you putting digs on a comment like that when the invite's been out to you and you've declined? So practice what you preach. Trust me, I make time for the people (laughs) that want to make time for me. Yeah. So again, when you're, when someone's reading it in their mood or their feeling or their perspective of it, you have no control on how they do that. And if you're putting it out there with a, a, a good heart and good intention, I mean, you just have to worry about the way you're posting it, what you feel. Unfortunately, other people aren't gonna always take it in the right way.
1: I think most of us, to be honest, are projecting all the time. 99% of the time we're all projecting. So what you're saying right now, what I'm saying right now, it's our own perspective. So someone else, what they're saying when they're saying you know, practice what you preach, they're projecting their own beliefs, or maybe they're taking it personally, you know, and then saying it in a way. So if I say, oh, let's say I say to my friend, oh, we're not pretty enough to be in LA or something. Is that really what I, is that really what I think about her or is it what I think about myself and I'm projecting it onto her, you know, so. We constantly say things that we actually believe about ourselves and we're saying it to somebody else. So if I say, oh, it's impossible that you're going to be uh, the next Bon Jovi, is that really true or is that my belief that I think mm, there's a one in a million shot, but not exactly for you. It's just how my mindset is.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of, like you said, that comparison and and just looking out and and how you feel about the possibilities of things and sharing it over. Like, I mean, being the next Bon Jovi or being, I mean, like I said, I mean, major league baseball players, you're the top 1% of 1% of all the little league baseball players. Yeah. So the, the chances of that happening obviously are are slim and none, but you don't necessarily. But is
1: that really true? Cause I could say to you, you know, Jay, I think you're going to be like the next Bon Jovi. Like that's me cheering you on, but that's also my positive mindset but me also believing in you, but also you said, no, I don't think I could be, that's your own limiting belief. That doesn't mean it's actually true. It's just, you are making that truth for yourself.
0: Right. But then you can also like, look at, like you mentioned, the comparison of, oh, we're not pretty enough to be in LA. So what's a a, a successful musician? Is it Bon Jovi who everyone knows Bon Jovi's name or is it Stevie Starkman? That's my cousin he's he was lead violinist in uh, I think it was the Pittsburgh Symphony He's literally traveled the world so he is a world-class musician as a violinist but no one knows who he is because it's just this guy that plays violin in some workers dress it's not the pop culture figure of Bon Jovi or is it my uncle my uncle Jeff who plays at local restaurants in Cooperstown area who played for 25 years in Key West, who's gone to Costa Rica and played there at places, who's played in Europe. Again, little diners and restaurants and pubs and stuff like that. But he's played music all over the world. So who's to measure the success? If you're not Bon Jovi, then you weren't a successful musician. And it's kind of like I've, I have mentioned Gary V, And he says, if you want to make and a quarter million dollars and that's your line of success, that's what makes you happy. That's great. If you're happy making... 50,000 or playing at the local bar and you're successful and that makes you happy. Don't compare it to the Bon Jovi or that next guy.
1: Right. No, exactly. So that's, that's what I mean. is how you define it and how someone else defines it is what they believe. It doesn't mean that it's actually true. It's just their own perception. So if they're trying to discourage you or say, yeah, you're, you're not going to make it there or you're not going to make that much money. That's not actually the truth. The truth is whatever your truth is. So if you say, I'm happy with $50,000, making $50,000 a year, that to me is successful. And someone else next to you is like, what? That's crazy. I don't agree with that. Which one is true?
0: Right. Yeah. No, happiness Uh, is based on, and, and yourself. You can't, you can't judge someone else's happiness. And uh, and they can't judge yours because you you know what makes you happy
1: um, exactly. Not- and that's what I that's what I meant about the. I just lost my train of thought. That's what I meant about the perception thing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say something else, but I don't, I don't remember right now. I just lost it. But anyway, so yeah, the comparison thing. I feel like we do that. Unconsciously, just because of what we've been portrayed to see in the media, whether that's films or now on TikTok, on Instagram, everyone's all photoshopped and they take a photo and it's like, is her skin really that clear? Is she really that skinny? Is she, I see a freckle on the face, but it looks photoshopped and that's what we're being compared to. And it's, if you meet this person in real life, are they going to look how they really do on social media.
0: Right. No, I, I, mean there's a few people I follow on, on Instagram, um, from a photography standpoint that, I mean, you look at them and they look amazing in all their photos and then they'll send show the one that, I mean, they don't have their makeup or they just got a bed and by no means are they unattractive, but you can still look at, I mean, the difference that they are when they put their, their makeup, makeup on heavily produced photo and photo i mean so not only are they personally made up with the makeup then their photo is edited even beyond that and then they put the filter on it and then they do this and that and going with that let's talk about like more youth and kids and and those people that are looking at as adults we should be able to look at social media in any form whether it be me comparing myself to the guy that's training Arnold Schwarzenegger or me as a musician, comparing myself to Bon Jovi. um, We should be able to look at something like that. Or if we weren't invited to the friend's picnic, we should be able to say, all right, you know what? This wasn't the one I was invited to and move on. But when you have that kid who's looking at these other people, that's he's the star athlete and I'm not, or he's the good trumpet player and I'm not. And how do you think it affects youth and what's your feeling on when they should start being able to use sh- social media
1: oh it's so different today because when I when I was growing up we really only had like my space that was like the first social media that came out and now I see all these kids like in town they're on their phones they're doing a tiktok and I feel like they do feel pressure you know, I've, I've heard that from some kids too. They've told me that. They're like, oh, well, I got to put up this post or I got to do this. My friend's doing this TikTok. I feel like I have to make an account. So it's this constant, it's uh, almost like a popularity contest. When you're in high school, you're like in the clicks, the cool people, the jocks, the nerds, whatever. I feel like social media has become that for, for kids now, even, I mean, I don't know if it's as, young as elementary school I would think more like middle school but that's still pretty young what about you what do you think because you have kids
0: right and my youngest just turned 13 my oldest he uh, will be 16 next month and he had gotten a snapchat a couple years ago now I have his email on my phone too so if he ever gets email so not thinking at 13 years old when he set it up i get this email saying hey your snapchat account is approved and blah 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 and i confronted him and told him nope he's gonna get rid of it and eventually i let him get it because the entire high school soccer team does their group message through that and, and stuff like that I had the conversation of hey just watch out what you put out there is out there permanently and that stuff um, i let him eventually get instagram uh and then i I, let my younger son recently get Instagram as well. Uh, and I told him I can check your accounts at any given time. I mean, for the most part, my younger son, I mean, he still gets embarrassed anytime we watch a movie and there's a topless woman on it, he's hiding under the pillows, So I'm not really worried about him. It's all Minecraft <laughs> stuff with him. Um, my older son. Now he might not get embarrassed. He might rewind it and watch it again. But, <laughs> but again, he's watching, I mean, he's sharing stuff with me and it's, I mean, it's a lot of, we're both soccer fans and soccer players. And I mean, so it's a lot of archery stuff, a lot of soccer stuff, a lot of stuff like that. And I haven't heard anything with him uh, in terms of comparison or any type of cyber threats or, or stuff like that from kids. Um, I mean, I've told them many times and my rule of thumb with him. And for those that do have, and Teenagers, and especially at that high school age. And uh, I'm not saying this is the way you need to do it, but I've told him many times if he goes out now that he's getting older, and let's say the soccer team goes out after a game, and I say, All right, go out, just make sure you stay safe. If for any reason something stupid happens, you give me a call, whether you did something stupid, whether your driver did something stupid, and you just say, Hey, dad, I need a ride, no questions asked. I'm going to pick you up. No questions asked, you're gonna make it home safe. Now in the morning, I would like you to explain why you needed that ride, but I'd rather not know and have you safe than have the police call me and now I get the information and you're not safe. Um, so for those that are okay with without knowing why your your kid looked out to you or, or reached out to you, rather than have them try to I mean squeeze it in and, and hide things. Like I said, no questions asked. Make sure you come in, and and I, again, I haven't heard anything from him in terms of the social media stuff and the bullying or anything. I mean, because you, you see cases like that all the time, on uh, in the news and and stuff like that, and it is unfortunate when stuff like that happens. Uh, I just don't know how big it is. Um, like I said, my father was a, a cop in the '70s and '80s, and he said crime was so much worse in the '70s than it is now. But social media gets that news out there. I mean, a a, a race re, a race related crime back in the '70s that happens in small town Montana will never hit the news in New York or Connecticut. We would never hear about it. But now, it's Facebook lived and it's Instagram lived, and then it blows up and it's all over the world and and stuff like that. And again, anything like that, it's obviously a negative thing. Shouldn't happen but it, it blows it up. I'm not saying bigger than it is because it is still a big thing, but it gets that many more people worked up.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think about how many movements we've started just on social media with you know the race-related issues that have happened or anything that's happening in a different country that maybe we don't know about, like sex trafficking or whatever is happening is now, okay, I'm going to take a video and I'm going to post it. And then it gets blasted and everyone knows about it. So in that way, I think that's very, very positive because how else would we know? They might not show it on the news and something that happens, you could find out on social media before you found out on the news. So there are a lot of positive positive traits to social media. And I want to jump back on the comparison thing because I was thinking about it and I thought, You know, I was told in the last few months, instead of comparing yourself, think about, let's say you are looking up to someone, think about how they did it. Ask yourself, well, you know what? I want to be like that person. I want to be as successful as that person. Bon Jovi, I'm just going to use him again (laughs) because I use him for, so, okay, how did he do it? What did he do? So instead of comparing, why not ask yourself, okay, I want to get the mindset of Bon Jovi. I want to get that mindset so I can reach that level of success that he did. So there I went from a negative and you shifted it into a positive. And I think if we start to think in that way more, that can actually help us.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a difference between comparing and then using, following someone else's work ethic. I mean, that's, that's definitely a different thing. And I'm going to go back to what you said about um, social media and sometimes hearing something on social media before it's like officially released. And I do have a, a, a personal situation of that. Um, a, a neighbor that I had grown up with on the street I grew up with, um, there, were, there was a family with three kids. I, I was the daughter's age. There was an older son and, and a younger son. And I found out that the the younger son had passed away. And it was sudden and he had, I believe it had just turned 40. Um, the parents found out of his passing on Facebook before they got the official call. I mean, so that's how fast social media moves. And again, there's the downside of social media, of people. And I don't think people did it in a malicious thing. Just someone hears the news of something. Hey, did you hear the news of of Bobby? And, and that yeah. wasn't his name, but I mean, you you hear something from someone else and I mean, hey, did you hear the news of this? And I mean, the news wasn't really officially released and it's, I mean, how many times do you see, I mean, stuff of a local accent of a, of a high school kid and, and the local news things are saying, name being held, withheld until- notification of next of kin or whatever like that but then the local community starts chiming in oh it was this kid from this high school and that kid from that high school um i mean that actually happened there was a a 17 year old i believe it was from my son's high school that that passed away um and the name wasn't released eventually it got out there and i i had contacted someone to find out hey was this someone from the soccer team because then i had as a parent if it was someone who was directly connected to my son how do i how do I help support him and and again those are the things with social media and, and you're gonna hear every story you're gonna hear the real story somewhere in there, but you're gonna hear everyone else's. Elaborated story, or it's version. like a
1: telephone game. Like yeah. you, one person says one thing, then the other person says another thing, and then it never yeah. actually reaches you with the original message. But those are those are the not so fun things to find out. Is um, you know, when somebody passes away. I mean, I know I've definitely seen that on Facebook, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to this person in years, and I found out that they passed away and then i started to think about I'm like oh my gosh what happened the last time i saw them like were we and and then knowing that i was on good terms with them or like it was a good moment the last time i saw them that makes me feel better but it's still like it's still heart wrenching and heartbreaking to see that news on social media you just how like how can how else can you feel you feel horrible but then there's, there's also the, the The good things that you can see on social media, which are like weddings, maybe it was in a different country and you weren't able to go and you get to feel like you're part of it when you when you see all the photos and that puts a smile on your face. So that those kind of things and then also reconnecting with childhood friends, maybe you had someone in elementary school that pops up in your head and you're like, oh, let me check if they're on Facebook or on Instagram and then you find them. And who knows, you know, with. With social media, you might reconnect with them. They might become your best friend.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to touch touch on that. You mentioned um, not being able to attend a wedding, so you get to see the photos, and I, you see all these things, and you've probably seen them about the people that take their their seven day or their thirty day I mean, Facebook cleanse, where they they suspend their account for thirty days and just get away from it. And I mean, more often than not, you see all these people that say. Oh, my life was so much better when I got rid of social media. And unfortunately, I and mean, again, it seems like the younger generation is more the Instagram, TikTok, and TikTok, I still can't understand. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm 45, my generation is more Facebook. So there's so many things that I do out there that even though we have newsletters through email and stuff, the communication is done Through Facebook. All right. I there's a tournament change. USA Archery is posting it on Facebook. Yes, I get the emails, but then all the archers that I know in the community, they're sharing it, saying, Hey, we're doing this, we're going to this location. So it'd be tough for me to just get rid of it as much as there's part of me that says, you know what, everyone says life is better without it. Let me try it. But my mother lives down in in North Carolina. My father's up in New York. They watch the kids grow through Facebook. So grandparents that are out of town, watch their grandkids grow and, and do their sports and their music and and share accomplishments and, and stuff like that and open up their present on Christmas Day through Facebook. So if I got rid of that for my own personal reasons, now grandma and grandpa don't get to see the kid open their the gift. And, and yeah, we can do other things, send a video and stuff like that, but it's just the convenience and just the way they get to see it on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I also look back, you see like Facebook has the memories thing. And I mean, almost how, how goofy I posted back 11 years ago when I first joined where it had the pre, the pre type thing where I mean, Jason is, and then I would type in cooking dinner. It's like, all right, did I really need to post all that stuff? But everyone did it back then. I mean, when it first came out, it's like, every step you took. I mean, people were writing it down there. I think now people are less goofy on the every little thing. Um, but that is, again, on the positive side, it, it is used that way. I mean, we, Thanksgiving, what everyone have in their isolated Thanksgiving in their own home, me, my mother, and my brother in three different locations. And I tried to get my father uh, on it. Even though my parents are divorced, they have a good relationship with each other. And that was our family photo. I mean, a split screen, three ways of me and one, my mother in another corner and my brother in another corner. And that's how we had our, our quick Thanksgiving toast together through Facebook. And if we didn't have the social media like we do now, yeah, we wouldn't have that I mean, family photo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have to give a shout out to Zoom because Zoom has been a lifesaver during this time because a lot of people did do their Thanksgiving z- thanksgiving dinners on zoom or how they celebrated was on zoom and taking you know a screenshot and that's without that how yeah sure we could facetime but you wouldn't be able to get a bunch of people on facetime like with zoom you can have up to like 100 people i think and people can join like i watched okay. a wedding with my mom and my my family on Zoom because, you know, the whole COVID and social distancing thing. And sure, it's not the same, but it's still like you feel connected in some way. Right. So I, I think Zoom has also created a lot of opportunities where you, let's say you had to travel for a meeting or for a job, you could just get on Zoom. I mean, I've connected with people in London or Singapore just by Zoom where I wouldn't have had the opportunity before COVID to be honest, because nobody would be giving us the time of day necessarily because they'd be busy taking in person meetings. So this is this is also a, a pro, quote unquote, of of social media. I consider right. Zoom right. to be a kind of like a social media in some way. All
0: right. Yeah. Conspiracy theory, maybe Zoom had something to do with Corona because Zoom's been around forever, everyone and, and no one knew about it except those, I mean, really I know. corporate people. And now, I mean, I have, I mean, you've heard me mention my friend Gina, who I meet with and we actually went for a quick walk today and got to see each other in person because she took a, a little bit of a break with the, the holiday spikes and stuff like that. And so it's good to see her in person, but we've done probably half a dozen Zoom calls over the past year. When, when things were really isolated. And again, we could have done it on FaceTime or on I mean, Facebook video messenger. I mean, there's other applications out there now, but just the whole video chat format, I mean, is a very good thing um, out of, and we'll go with overall technology, not just the social media, but being able to connect with people like that. Um, I mean, doing just the connection, our first connection was on an, an Instagram live. And then, yeah. and I've talked to a couple other coaches and over the years where I've done an Instagram live, I did one with another local personal trainer who helped me work on my certifications. And we did one there. I did one with a soccer coach where it was all in mean, soccer talk, but it was another coach and we had a great conversation. So again, stuff like that, where you can just I and mean, build your brand, if that's what you're doing from a business standpoint and connect with people relatively instantly um, just from the personal chat and, and being able to use Zoom for a personal call or, or broadcast a wedding and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and I know when I was growing, uh, when I first started acting, maybe when I was in high school or a teenager, at that time you had to send like a hard copy in the mail where you had to mail your headshot and resume, like where you had to go to the post office and you had to drop it off. And now it's one click you email it or you submit your photo electronically and it's so different where i can read anybody i can find their email and i can just directly reach out to them whereas before i would have to you know write a cover letter print it out put it in in the mail and only god knows if they would actually open it but this way now you can you know you can just directly send someone. message or go on their instagram see if their email is listed there was this one marketing teacher i remember to this day and i love her for it she said i don't understand why people are so afraid to reach out especially actors because there's like all these rules like don't send a cold email don't like reach out she said if you had like your own chiropractor business would you be like no i don't want to i don't want anyone to know about it she's like you would be like promoting it because you know people need the help if they're looking for you and you're right for the job why wouldn't you reach out so what she said was she said if you don't want people reaching out to you then don't have a social media don't have your email out and she said don't have those excuses but if those people have their emails out there have their information out there you can reach out she, she didn't mean like, don't reach out for no reason, but she's like, we have a reason to reach out and they're listed, by all means, reach out. And the success rate of her clients has been people have actually booked jobs for themselves on like major television shows, major films, without an agent, without a manager, just by taking those steps. So what we have available to us is gold. It's it's incredible.
0: As I've mentioned mm-hmm. Gary V a few times and I forgot what he actually calls it, but it's like his his dollar eighty plan. And I, again, I forgot exactly what it was. But take ten hashtags related to your business and put a comment on ten people per hashtag. So you're putting out a hundred comments in a day. And I forgot what it was. It takes you, I mean, whatever, thirty seconds to do it at seventeen cents per minute. And this, so basically you're investing a dollar 80s worth of time into doing this, but just comment on 10, get yourself in the conversation, get your name out there. And I mean, if people like your comment, they tack to it and goes, goes with that, which just like you said, social media is great for getting the name out, getting the brand out. I mean, obviously doing this, we've had some friends that have supported us, but then as we see names coming on the, in the podcast, Facebook or Instagram pages, and then branching off that individually, we've each gotten people that have come off of that. Um, Social media is great for stuff like that. And, uh, and so to, to wrap it up, what would you say would be your couple most positive points and then the, the, the low side of social media, what would you say?
1: Definitely in terms of the comparison, like I said before, ask yourself, How did they do it? So if you look up to someone or you want to be like somebody like your favorite actor, your musician, think about the how and follow those steps and use social media as a platform which you can take advantage of in a positive way. Connect with people who you're looking for, who who are like minded and anything in terms of negative, if it makes you feel negative, unfollow that person. I would say unfollow that person on social media, if you, if you feel like, uh, I don't feel good when I look at this unfollow or block, block somebody. If they're making you feel bad, there's a block button for a reason. What about you? Well,
0: I, I kind of agree with that. And I've, and removed myself. Um, I'm not going to say I removed them. I removed myself from the situation on those that have, have been negative or, don't bring in positivity. I mean, it's not always a case of bringing in negative vibe, but just not adding positive. Uh, And then sometimes I'm confused when they say, Hey, why'd you remove me? Let's try this again. Yet then they still throw an attack in there. It's why did you fight to be here just to attack more? Um, So I I agree with that. If there's something that is not adding positive influence um, to remove them. I mean, as far as the influencers, uh, whatever the influences. And and, I mean, because I'm in the fitness world, I see a lot of that. Keep in mind that most influencers are have very little knowledge of what they're trying to influence you on. They just look good. And the product that they're pushing that company said, Hey, you look good, Mention my product. And so don't get too wrapped up when you're comparing yourself to this influencer that's out there. On a positive side, like I've said, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet some great people. I mean, you and I making the connection, had, having the connection with my cousin because of social media, the convenience of that, um, the positive aspect of I and mean, my my parents and um, getting to see their grandkids grow and connections like that. I mean, that's I mean, some of the best parts of social media, just being able to have that connection and not miss out. Even though it's not the same as in person, at least you get to see it. And a little better than that still photo that comes in the mail three weeks later.
1: Definitely. 100%.
0: So while we're on social media, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Shift Mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at the PowerShift Mindset. And also visit the PowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.